You're listening to episode 70 of Roots Change Podcast. We're going to talk about how we feel about being sick and why. Be sure to listen through to the end of today's episode. I've got something to share you might be interested in and definitely something I'm looking forward to. All right, let's go. I'm Amy, a life and wellness coach. You're listening to Roots Change, a Grow With Me podcast. Every week, myself and others come on to share something we've learned in our own journey and hopes it helps you and yours. I did something so outside of my comfort zone one week ago today. I'm recording on July 23rd, 2022, and last Saturday I joined two of my friends. It was one of our birthdays. My friend was turning 39, and we went to a Taylor Swift dance party. Yes, you heard that right. A Taylor Swift dance party. One You might not believe this, but I have a very hard time dancing in public spaces. I say that having just recorded a reel on a whim of me dancing, but that's different because I'm in the privacy of my own home and I just choose to share it publicly. When I'm in a space with a lot of people, dancing is something that creates a lot of feelings and a lot of thoughts, and I don't like doing it. It used to take me a lot of drinks and both of my girlfriends are dry, so I joined them, and I had none. So here I am at a Taylor Swift dance party, listening to very heartfelt music, and hundreds of folks singing lyric for lyric every single song, and I got sick. (laughs) Of course I did, right? Life is 50-50. 50 wonderful, great, awesome experience, 50 contrast, because that's what makes life so good. I used to have feelings about being sick. Honestly, I still do because they came up and now I'm recording a podcast to talk to you about it. I identify as a woman and as a woman, I have strong opinions about how society, how the patriarchy how we were conditioned to take care of everybody else and put ourselves last, which means, as a woman, I already, without any other life experience, just that, have this preconditioning in me where I'm not allowed to be sick. I have four kids. I was a single mom for a a long part of my life. I had partners that helped. But when they're your kids, even with the help, it's still your responsibility and you never forget about it. I spent a great deal of my life, all of my life, actually, and we're going to get into all of it, um, feeling like it was not okay for me to be sick. Like, I had to do all the things. Does that relate to you? Like, <laughs> like same, same. When I'm sick, people still expect me to do this, this, that, and the other thing. Ugh. It's total trash. I get it, like sometimes our circumstances require us to still be responsible for other human beings when you are sick, especially if you are a single parent. 
but we also have to take care of ourselves. So I'm at the point in my life where my children are all over the age of 13. I'm getting married. I have a very supportive partner. And this isn't a thing that I have to worry about anymore. So I could feel my body getting sick and I was already thinking like, well, if I get sick, at least I know I don't have to do everything myself. Like I was already formulating a plan. Like I will be cooped up in my room, between my room, our bathroom, and my office, it's all connected. I'll be okay. Everybody else can figure it out. I just went grocery shopping. That created a lot of ease for me and being sick. That's not always the case, is it? Sometimes we start to feel sick and we panic. And this is the shift. This is why I want to talk to you today about how we feel about being sick and why. Panic used to be a feeling I experienced at the first symptom of being unwell. When I was a preteen, I got very sick. I had been through a very traumatic experience. I was molested from the age of 4 to 11, if I do recall. I mean, it all kind of turns to mush uh, the the, the further distance there is in time from when it happened to now. But I know that is what was written. And at the age of 11, it all came out. And I was taken from my mother's home, me and my sisters, and we were separated from my mother and my brothers. Uh, my stepfather, he was the um, abuser. He was put into custody and my father rescued us. Or so that is what my 11-year-old brain thought was happening. He was taking us out of a dangerous situation. And if you have been brought up in a, like, you know, mixed family style home, if your parents were not together, maybe you didn't have one of your parents, maybe you had none, you may have experienced this longing for love from your other parent. And so I remember, and we build people up. So I remember being a young child thinking and hoping and praying and wishing and waiting to be saved, to be rescued, knowing like someday things aren't going to be like this. And I built my dad up in my mind as so many children do. And I was let down. I got very sick soon after I was taken from one home, placed in another, being separated from my brothers and my mom. And I was put into therapy. I think I was seeing a psychiatrist. Actually, it was mandatory. And so I was working through some of this trauma. I remember hardly anything. I've blocked many of the things out but I got very, very sick. I had like canker sores all in my mouth going down my throat. I was so sick. I couldn't lift my head up without puking out my guts. Like dry heaving. I think it actually has something to do with why I choke so easily. There's like stomach acid, right? I feel like I probably did some damage. It was bad, like bad, bad. 
so bad that I had to be hospitalized a few times to get better. And I remember being sick and being told that I'm not sick, but I'm sick. And then I remember getting a diagnosis. I remember they like ran every test under the sun. And uh, my departed stepmother told me when I was 18, after I had just had my son, my oldest son, Tyler, I went and visited her in her home. And I'm so happy that I did. This is my memory. And I remember having a beautiful conversation with her. There was a conversation about love and forgiveness. And she did a lot of explaining for me. She really helped me to piece together some pieces that were missing in my life. And one of the things she told me, which blew my mind, was that when I was in sixth grade and hospitalized, I think twice, and I was so sick, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And it was decided, the diagnosis was that it was some type of psychosis. I was making myself sick. Well, that's what I was told. I was making myself sick. My mind, I I was in such, such chaos. My mental health was under such duress. Like, I was just not good. And it manifested in this sickness. And in order for me to be well, they gave me a fake diagnosis, a placebo. They told me I need glasses. I have 20-20 vision and I got tested as an adult. And yeah, it's definitely true. I was told I needed glasses that I was, whatever prescription I needed helped me to not be dizzy. And it was because I needed glasses that I was getting sick. And when they told me that, I got better. I wasn't sick anymore. But that experience of being so sick that, you know, I'm crawling from my bed to the bathroom. It was bad, (laughs) y'all. Like, so bad. That was, that had created so much drama. I was, for a very long time, very scared of being sick. There was this thought edged into my brain that it's dangerous to be sick because I can get sick like that. So even before I knew that my mental health was also related to my, you know, physical sickness, even before I knew that, I was already scared to be sick because I was afraid that that is what would happen. So imagine now finding out that this is why you were sick and being brought up for some of your years in a home where... It was, you were told, like, you're not sick. You're not sick. There's nothing wrong with you. And then being told that there was nothing wrong with you. That's what I heard. That's not what was said. There was something wrong with me. What was wrong is I needed healing, and I wasn't given the opportunity to heal. I was too young and too undeveloped, too incapable of doing it all on my own. And uh, the psychiatrist I was seeing, that relationship was, wasn't going to happen anymore. Anyway, so I have such an understanding now as a 40-year-old woman who has spent the last, you know, five, six years really getting to know herself and really healing her trauma and understanding how, how, how trauma works, like through your mind-body connection, like how you hold it in your body. I understand what was happening. And so I have compassion for myself. 
every time I panicked when I got sick. I understand that it wasn't my fault and that I really was sick. Like, can't deny the physical symptom that I was experiencing. In my adult life, before I started to heal my trauma and like learned why this all happened, I would be scared every time I got sick. I had children and I would get sick and I would tell myself, I would take on other people's voices. I would tell myself, there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. This is how I talked to myself every time I started to feel unwell. I decided that it wasn't safe for me to be sick and that I wasn't. I was just creating it. And the only way, like what I knew to do was to push through it because that's what I had done. I don't know. Maybe this is something that resonates with you. Maybe you grew up in a home where it wasn't okay to be unwell, like where you were told that how you feel isn't really how you feel. So fucked up, right? Like who? Come on, guys. We do better now, don't we? When it happens, we do better in every generation where we invest and are intentional with our own healing, we heal the trauma of all of our ancestors and then the generations to come have it better. It's just a beautiful evolution process, isn't it? So I got sick this time. I could feel my symptoms coming on and I noticed I was feeling ease. I knew that there was some security. I knew that I didn't have to do all the things I knew that as a mother, even though I am a mom, I can be supported by the family. I had ease and I felt better about it. And so I gave myself permission to be unwell. And I trusted that I wouldn't get that bad. That it wouldn't turn, it wouldn't manifest into something to which I had no control over. I knew that I had authority over my faculties that I would be okay. I had permission to be sick, that I was unwell, and it was okay to say it, that there is something wrong with me right now. Like, I have a virus. (laughs) That is okay. Like, I don't have to pretend I don't, and that it is safe, and I don't need to worry that I will lose myself in the process of being unwell. That was scary. That was so scary. And I carried this with me throughout my whole entire life. I said I am 40. I am 40. And just this time, just this week, it dawned on me when a former client and friend messaged me. Well, I messaged this person first just because I they popped up in my head. And when someone pops up in my mind, I make it a point to reach out So I just sent a quick message and said, hey, how are you doing? I was just thinking of you. So I wanted to reach out. They told me how they were doing and they asked how I was. When someone asks me how I am, I am honest. And my reply was, I am not doing so hot. I'm sick, but I'm also on the mend because I am on the mend. I know that this virus will work its way out of my body. I believe that and I feel it. The reply I received was, is it psychological or physical? I believe I've divulged this information um, with my client. I talk about my personal life when it makes sense to, when it can help them find answers for themselves and it inspires growth. I share. And so 
I read the message and I immediately replied and said, I think it's a little bit of both. I've made some really big breakthroughs in my own life recently because I have outside of what I'm talking about right now. And I said, so I believe probably some of it is psychological and I believe that I probably have COVID. This is before I knew that I did. I found out like 30 minutes later I did. And then a little bit of time passed and I heard a little voice inside of me, like a little something, a little, hey, did you just notice that? And I decided to get curious about what that feeling was, what that voice was, like what I was being directed to look at. What was brought to surface was the fact that I did not let this person asking me if it was psychological or just like a physical illness that was causing me to feel unwell. It didn't create any trauma response in me. It didn't even create any negative thoughts. It was just a question. Like, a question anybody might ask. I didn't make it mean anything. My brain didn't offer me any types of negative stories. And holy hell, this was huge. This is huge. I'm always urging each of you, whoever is listening, I'm always urging you to notice your own growth. Notice your progress. This was a milestone. And so I'm celebrating it. I brought it up to several friends because it's that big of a fucking deal. It's huge to me. It's like, wow, girl, look at how far you came. And it took time. It took time. And so today I want to just offer you an invitation to get curious about how you feel when you're sick. What types of thoughts do you have about being unwell And if it's not just okay, to maybe see what's there for you. Maybe check in, find out if there's something there that isn't true for you, that isn't serving you. Find out if there is something that you would like to heal. Because when you are unwell, your body needs you to make it okay. A big part of healing is how we talk to ourselves, what types of thoughts we allow, what we receive, what we decide is true. If we self-soothe and we make it okay and we give ourselves permission to be sick, it sounds ridiculous when I say it, but I think you might understand. It helps us to then take care of ourselves, to give ourselves the things we need You can't really white knuckle a sickness. You can't fake it till you make it and also prioritize your wellness. Like that is oil and water. You can be sick and take care of yourself and get better. If this is something that you struggle with, uh, permission granted to take care of yourself, to prioritize yourself. It is okay to be sick. You are a human being, and I invite you to really get curious about what's there. What's the voice in your head telling you you're not sick? What's the voice in your head telling you, well, this is still your job? What's the voice in your head telling you that you can't rest? Find out what's there If you want to believe it, and if you don't, 
This is an opportunity to heal it. Roots change with every choice we make. Until the next time, you are loved, you are worthy, and you can achieve anything. This is usually where I stop talking. That is not the case today. If something in this episode really spoke to you, something really stuck out and resonated and you're like, oh yeah, sounds good, wish I could, you can. I'm a life and wellness coach. I work with people who are healing their trauma to live an empowered life they love. What you're going to find out is it really comes down to self-love, self-worth, self-acceptance, self-regulation, self-care, all the self-stuff. Right now, I am taking new one-on-one coaching clients, and in the very near future, I will be inviting people like you into a membership where we get together bi-weekly to talk about things like this, and I give you all the tools that I have used or learned about, and we just figure this shit out. We just do the things that it takes to create the transformation we want. So if you're interested in coaching, definitely reach out. The link is going to be in this episode, show notes. And if you're not quite sure that's for you, hang on, keep listening. I'm not going anywhere and I have something coming for you very soon.